I'd like to welcome our Catholic school students here today. At the end of Mass, we'll have a representative from the Catholic schools uh, speaking to us briefly about Catholic Schools Week. Well, I think we're all familiar with the Prime Minister of England during World War II, Winston Churchill. He's a very famous man. He also served a term of office uh, in the 50s as well, when he was getting on in years. And uh, at one point, he went to this political convention towards the end of his career, and uh, he was sitting in the front row listening to different speakers, and uh, he overheard just a few rows back some people speaking about him. Hey, there's Churchill. You see him? Yeah. Do you hear what they say? Yeah, they say he's getting senile. They say he's pretty much at this point incompetent and people are just kind of humoring him and putting up with him because they feel bad for him. They say he's got to step down and let some younger men who are more able to do the job take over and get things put straight, so forth and so on. It continued on. And at the end of the convention, Churchill gets up and he walks back and he gets their surprised attention, and he says, yeah, and they say he's deaf. <laughs> so today, my brothers and sisters, I'd like to speak about the topic of gossip. Gossip. In our first passage from Jeremiah, we hear of his prophetic vocation. And then in our gospel text, Jesus is presented to us as the prophet's par excellence, the paragon, the supreme fulfillment of prophets. Now, Christ has ascended into heaven, and we, the members of his mystical body, are still on earth. And it's our task to carry on that prophetic identity and status of Christ. We are his prophetic voice in the world. And there's nothing, or there's very few things, that hinder our prophetic witness in the world more than gossip. If we go to our second reading, it says to us that love is patient, love is kind. Love is not, in some translations it says, love is not envious, or boastful, or arrogant, or rude, does not rejoice in wrongdoing. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but it rejoices in the truth. Think about that. That's an interesting phrase. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing. That is essentially what gossip is all about. It's about talking about other people's failings, shortcomings, sins, bad things that they've done, their wrongdoing, and taking pleasure in doing that. If you don't think that human beings somehow find pleasure in this, just go to your local grocery store and look at the covers of the magazines in the checkout aisle. We love to hear about some famous person's uh, alcohol problem or their divorce or whatever it might be. We rejoice in wrongdoing and misfortune of other people rather than the truth. And this is a, it's kind of a herd instinct, you know. If someone gets ahead of the pack, we want to kind of cut them down and equalize them, make them like us. It's a, it's a very, very base um, instinct that we have. And 
what's behind all of this gossip oftentimes is envy. Going back to our second reading, love is not envious. Envy is a real problem. Envy experiences sorrow at another person's goodness and success in life. Whereas envy, conversely, experiences joy and actually takes pleasure in someone's failings, their sins, their misfortunes. And also what's involved with a lot of gossip is not just envy, but this sort of a sense of revenge. Someone maybe has hurt our feelings, we want to go and gossip about them. We want to spread something uh, you know, negative about them to get to alienate others from them, assassinate their reputation. So there's a kind of, sometimes there's revenge revenge, uh, involved in this. And of course we know our Lord tells us to love our enemies, to pray for those who who do evil to us and harm us, and not to try to get revenge on them. And then of course also involved with gossip is cowardice. We're speaking about someone, they're not present, they can't defend themselves. It's like we got them in a, in a vulnerable position and we're just beating them up and they can't do anything about it and we don't have any mercy on the person. And it's really kind of uh, petty and cowardice, um, coward-like on our part to do that. Now, if you're feeling maybe like I'm picking on, picking on you or whatever, I want to let you know that I, in preparation for this homily, it was not easy for me. I had to do a very thorough examination of conscience. And my, my conscience is not squeaky clean in this area. And then, of course, anything that the preacher preaches, he's got to practice. So I'm really setting myself a high, a high bar here. Okay, So I'm not picking on you. I'm just making life harder for myself. Well, another two uh, sins that are involved oftentimes in gossip are uh, the sins of detraction, and rash judgment. I'm not even going to speak about slander. Slander is when you just make up something. Okay, it's not even true, not even close to truth. Detraction, on the other hand, is when you reveal something that's, that's true. Uh, you reveal a secret sin about someone to someone else who doesn't already know about it and who doesn't have the right to know about it. That's detraction. Okay, and it can be very serious. So, if the sin that you reveal is a venial sin, you've just committed a venial sin. If the sin that you reveal is a mortal sin, you just committed a mortal sin. So detraction can, can be a very, very serious thing. We've got to be careful about that. And then, of course, there's rash judgment. Rash judgment is uh, deducing or inferring some evil action on the basis of insufficient evidence. Oftentimes, unfortunately, we can have kind of uh, petty hearts and small hearts and we put the worst interpretation on someone's words and someone's actions. We put negative constructions on things that could possibly be looked upon in a, in a positive way, in a positive light. That's rash judgment. And oftentimes gossip is tangled up with rash judgments. And also involved in all of this is misinformation. Okay? And this is what we see in the funny anecdote about Churchill. Lots of times there's just lots of misinformation. Um, involved in gossip. So we're almost willingly subjecting ourselves to being deceived. And so it's foolish. And at the end of the day, it's lots of times an admission of inferiority. We're speaking about someone because kind of secretly we think they're better than us and we don't like that. 
or we don't got anything else good to talk about. We're not, we don't have anything intelligent to speak about, or we're not well informed about current events. And so, just for this kind of moment, momentary spotlight being placed upon us, we get, you know, gossip about someone, and we know we're guaranteed to have an audience. So, it's, uh, it's really, it makes us foolish, and it's an admission, really, a tacit admission of inferiority. Now, in contrast to all of that, what should we be doing as those called to be prophets, as those called to use their mouth to testify to the goodness and the truth of God? Well, first of all, we should always be able to see the good in others, no matter how dastardly someone is. There's always something good about them, okay? Even the devil has some bit of goodness in that he exists. That's good. That's from God. Okay, so how much more so can we find something good about our neighbor, even those who, uh, you know, they very well might be um, negative people. And also, let's not be quick to judge others who they very well might have true failings or shortcomings or sins. We don't know what God has allowed them to experience by way of temptation. Maybe they're tempted way more than we are. And maybe if we were tempted only half as much as they were, we'd succumb earlier than they would. We don't know all the inner workings of their hearts and their motives and what they're dealing with. So instead of knocking them when they're down, let's give them a helping hand, help them up. Speak a word of encouragement, not talk about them to others, but pray for them. And then finally, the person who truly loves God and is filled with God's love, he's able to see all the very many good things in the world and to talk about them. Hey, there's a newborn baby. You know, so-and-so just had a baby. What about, did you hear about those uh, people helping out the refugees in Syria? Did you hear about uh, some heroic good deed or act? Or, I just read a really good book recently, let me tell you about it. Oftentimes movies are pretty much a waste of time, but every once in a while you see a good movie that actually inspires you to be a good, uh, you know, a better person. Talk about that. A good person can always talk about positive things in the world. And then finally, of course, we have all the good things that we can talk about when it comes to Jesus. So let's talk about Jesus. Let's be those prophets and spread the good news. And then finally, in closing, just leave you with a little proverb that kind of ties in with the story about Churchill. If an ill report comes to you about someone, cut it in half. And then take that half and quarter it. And then take that quarter and forget about it. <laughs>